Okay. Today is Tubishvat. We're going to talk a little about Tubishvat. This morning, when I was driving here, when you come to Anitzman and you drive early, you uh, encounter the moon. Oh, that's right. It was a full moon this morning, wasn't it? So as I was driving here, I noticed in the sky it was a beautiful full moon. And it's, it's like that every, on the Hebrew calendar, the 15th of the month, every month is a full moon. Now, what's interesting, what's unique about Tubishvat is that in the Mesechus Rosh Hashanah, in the tractate of Rosh Hashanah, it says there are four um, days in the year, four, four Rosh Hashanahs, four things that have a new year on the calendar. And what's unique about Tubishvat and the way we do it, is that Tubishvat is not celebrated on the first day of the month. Rosh Hashanah, right? We know it was the first day of Tishrei. When the moon is small, before there's a full moon. There's no, there's no moon. And the same is with the other Rosh Hashanahs. Rosh Hashanah Lamlachim, Rosh Hashanah Legolim, on Mishkadosh Nisim. Shvat, there was actually two opinions. There's an opinion of Beishamai that says that, we, that the new year for trees is really on the first day of Shvat. But that's not the accepted opinion. The opinion we follow is Basilo, which says that the first day, that the new year for the trees is today, on the fifteenth day of the month of Shvat, and it's unique because the other New Years we we celebrate the first day of the month, but this New Year we celebrate the fifteenth day of the month. What is the significance in that? What is the meaning in that? And what can it teach us? Oh, absolutely. So. I want to discuss a little about trees. There's something interesting about trees. Um, we, that, which is what we're celebrating today. In general, if we, uh, if we look at all the produce that we have, um, a tree, a fruit, grain, vegetables, there's a very big difference between trees and other grains and other um, uh, anything else that grows in the field. There's many differences. Of the main differences, first of all, in the way they grow. There's something unique about trees, where trees, it, they start off as a, as a seed, and it takes them a long time, and a lot of care, a lot of um, patience, for there to finally be a full-grown tree that bears fruit. And it sometimes can take a couple of years. Grain doesn't work like that. Grain, every year, you plant it, within a year, there's, there's, um, there's grain. And every year again, it's a cycle. By trees, it's not like that. The tree grew, it takes a long time, but once it's up, it's a strong tree with, with fruit. That's one difference. Another difference is just the difference between fruit and other produce. Where other produce um, somewhat don't stick out as being anything special. It's necessity. Um, wheat, barley, oats, the grains that we have are all the, the necessities in life. It's what creates the food that we eat. Fruit is more of delicacies. It's more extra. It's, it's things which aren't really necessary for life. It's more um, when you want to make a, it's like a dessert. When you, um, cucumbers and tomatoes aren't a dessert. But grapes and, um, and uh, blueberries, they're, they're, they're a dessert. Um, it's, it's more of a delicacy, it's something extra. It's not something, and it's more, it, it brings more pleasure to the person and is, uh, has more of a character, more taste to it, as opposed to regular vegetables and grain. Now, this can be compared to in, um, in, our, in 
our relationship with God, where there's, there's, there's two different parts to our relationship. And this isn't any relationship. In a, in a real relationship that you're committed to, there's two parts to the relationship. One part is your commitment. And when it comes to your commitment, your commitment is something which is irrelevant of your feeling, irrelevant of if you're um, in a good mood that day, irrelevant of, you, of how you feel and how much you're enjoying it, you're committed. Commitment is something, real commitment is something which is not um, subject to how you feel. It makes no difference how you feel, you're committed. But, obviously, any good relationship, just the commitment is not enough. There needs to be some spice, there needs to be some excitement, there needs to be some pleasure and enjoyment in the relationship. Otherwise, it's just, uh, um, you're, just you're just in it because you have to be, and you don't really put yourself fully into it. You're committed, but you're not really invested in it. I guess the difference between... Yes. So, um, in our relationship with God, we have the same two things, right? As a Jew, and as someone that's uh, brought up as, as being practicing, or we, even someone that has chosen to, chosen to practice, we're all, we're all committed. And being committed into it means that even if we wake up on a day and we're not really interested, we may still do many of the things which we're used to doing. Some of us do it and we can't even see ourselves not doing it. But the question is, how often do we do it out of pleasure and out of excitement, enjoying what we're doing? And both parts in the relationship are crucial. You can't have one without the other. Meaning you can't, if it's just revolving around your pleasure and enjoyment, and you're not, you're not committed to it, then on the day that you wake up and you don't enjoy it, you won't do it. But if it's just commitment, and you're just doing it because you have to, and you're just doing it because you feel it's a, it's a necessity, then you're not really um, putting your full self in it. And uh, we, we can even say that how much of you is committed? If it's just a performance level, if it's just you're doing it because you're committed, then the, only the action part of yourself perhaps is what's committed. But the whole experience of yourself, your feelings, your emotions, your thinking is not committed. It's only the active part of yourself. To be fully committed means that you're fully into it in the way that you enjoy it, you appreciate it, you're excited about it. So, when it comes to the moon, we can understand the moon as being um, the having these two same two steps, and it's the it can um, uh, it can express the two steps in the relationship of a Jew. If you remember a while ago, we discussed that Jews are compared to the moon. Our calendar follows the moon. In Parshas Boy, we discussed it. So. What's, unique, what's interesting about the moon that we can compare ourselves to is we have the same two, two steps in the moon. Every month, we have a time where there's no moon. It's, it's gone. It's almost like there's a rebirth. And when there's no moon, when the moon is absent, or when the moon is diminishing, when it's getting smaller, that is the stage of a Jew where he's committed, but there's no, you don't see his full personality in it. You see him, you, you don't see him as a part of it. It's something that he's forcing and, and pushing himself to do because he's committed, but you don't see his full character in it. When the moon's full, that's when the person's completely full and he feels a part of it and he feels that his whole being is involved in it, he's excited about it, and he's, he's motivated and interested. There's interest. So, these, the, so if you understand the trees and everything else as being what's a delicacy, what's pleasurable, and then there, there's what's a necessity, the commitment part, it can very well be understood why, out of all the New Year's, the New Year for the trees is the one we celebrate on the 15th of the month. Because, what does it mean a New Year for the trees? It's a New Year for what part of our relationship with God? 
It's a new year for the part of our relationship which is the delicacies, the tree, the pleasurable part of our relationship, the enjoyable, the part that we enjoy. Um, and that, that is why it's specifically celebrated when there's a full moon, as opposed to when there's no moon. Because when there's a full moon, that is when our full character and personality is involved in our relationship. It's not just the active part of ourself, it's not just the committed part of ourself, but we actually feel, we enjoy it, and we're excited about it, and we're interested in it. That's what the New Year's of the tree represents. And it says in the Torah, that we are like a tree. And for many reasons, this is one of the reasons. Part of our relationship with God is tree-like. We're, um, we're like the fruit of the tree, where it's something that we enjoy, a delicacy, something that's pleasurable. And this can be compared, the same two parts of our relationship with God can be, can be compared to Torah and mitzvahs. Because mitzvahs is the active part of our relationship. Mitzvahs is where we're actively involved. Where we actively have to do the things that we do. We have a, we have a checklist and we got to do it every day, no matter whether we wake up um, tired, uh, um, upset, we got we to gotta do it. But then there's the, um, the Torah part of our relationship. The Torah part of our relationship, that's where we get our mind involved, where we think about it, and we come to appreciate it. We learn about it. Some people may learn about it and may not appreciate it. But when you, if you, we hope that we learn about it, we understand it, we, it resonates with us, and, and we take it in, and we really make it part of our conscience, part of our experience. That is the Torah part. Um, and the, this day of Tu B'Shvat represents the Torah part of our relationship. The Torah part, which, is, which, which involves the person more. The mitzvahs may not involve you so much, because it's just something that you do. It could be very external. It's something on the outside. The Torah part can't be external, because Torah by, by nature is something that you learn, something that you understand, something that you have to appreciate. If you don't get it, then you, you can't continue. You need to understand it. That's the Torah part, and both are necessary. So today is the day where we celebrate the passion and the fruit, the delicacies, the dessert, the enjoyable part of our relationship with God, which is represented by Torah. And it's a, ta- a day where we have to encourage ourselves to, to learn more and to understand more and to appreciate more the commitment that we have. We have the commitment. We hope we do. Right? We have the commitment. We'll never do something the Torah says not to do. What's the most unique fruit in the Torah? What? What's the most unique fruit in the Torah? Unique fruit? Fruit that the Torah mentions? Is there any one that stands out? Well, the seven fruit of, of Israel. Right? The Shiva Shiva Saminim. Those are all mentioned. Yeah, the, the dates, figs, for, um, the seven fruits, right? Grapes. L'chaim. You have to eat today. Should be passionate about the Ayyidosh Khan. If I got it. Josh. He needs a pathway. Josh, the fruit platter. Yeah. We had last night.